0: Hallelujah. Father, we continue that, Lord God. And we just pray together, Father, for for everyone across the country, Lord God, even across the world, Lord God, that, Father, today would be that dynamic day, that crazy day, that insane day, man, where the church would just rose up, man, for your glory, Lord God, that where we just rose up, and we didn't just try to fly our own flag, but we flew the flag of Jesus Christ here today, Lord God, the sovereignty of Jesus Christ, the lordship of Jesus Christ, all right? Is he worthy? Absolutely, Lord god is he a liar no way father god we we know you lord god and we're here with you and we just pray lord god for those little tiny churches and those big churches and all those people become one church today lord god there's only one church and we just pray for your glory to spread across the world as you beat down this virus but also lord god we're taking advantage of the opportunity lord god to gather for your glory in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. Right on, man. Keep praying that prayer because this is a time of connection. This is a time uh, that God will be glorified. Trust that. Know that, man. Because you know why? Because God is the greater reality. Amen. God is the greater reality. Either you believe that or you don't. And if you do believe that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Check this out. I don't know about you. I'm trying to figure out things to do while I'm stuck at home all the time. All right? While I'm at home, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm sitting there like got all these things. Like, what am I going to be doing with all this time? Yes, I'm studying. Yes, I'm working. Yes, I'm making calls. But then there's other things because everybody's in the house. we got to figure out what we're going to do. My wife has no problem figuring out what to do. She has no problem. She said, let's everybody clean, all right? I got this great idea. We're all going to clean, man. And so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what can I clean? What can I get involved? Because she's getting down on the, on, on, on the kitchen, and I'm thinking, what can I start cleaning? So I have this idea, all right? I have this idea, and I, and I go outside, and I get my compressor, all right? And I bring my compressor in the house with my big old air hose and my blower and everything like that. And I feel I'm gonna clean the refrigerator, all right. <laughs> and why, and so but I'm gonna clean. Out, I'm gonna clean the back of the refrigerator, and I'm gonna clean underneath the refrigerator, right. And I and I pull it all apart, right. And I pull the back apart, all right. And, and I realize I didn't have. I haven't done this for 17 years right? And you're like, why? Because that's when we got the refrigerator, all right? And so it's like, why, why in the world would you do this, right? But I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I need to do. And I got a question, man. How is it that every piece of fuzz in the house knows to congregate underneath the refrigerator? How is it that every piece of fuzz, every dust bunny or whatever you want to call it, and they all know, they, they, they know that if they're going to have a meeting, it's underneath the refrigerator, or it's in the back of the refrigerator or something, man. And I don't know how this happens, man, but it happens. And you're like, well, dude, don't you ever do this? And I'm like, no, I don't. Why? Because I got important things to do. A lot of important things to do, right? I'm trying to watch all the Marvel movies in chronological order, right? That's important. I'm trying to watch all uh, the Star Wars movies in chronological order, that's important. Toy Story, come on, we just got a fourth one. I'm trying, wait, did we get a fifth one or a fourth one? I can't remember, but anyways, I might be missing something, man, but I need to get busy on this. We're trying to watch that, and plus, I got to eat everything, right, because that's what we got to do, all right? So anyways, I, you know, I haven't done it for a while, but I'm, but I'm going to do it, man, and what blew me away is all the stuff that came out of the refrigerator. All the stuff, man. Not only did we have fuzz, we had more fuzz. And it looked like fuzz was having babies and had baby fuzz. There was fuzz everywhere. I was in the fuzz. I found cereal, all right? (laughs) You're finding all kinds of weird stuff, man. I'm finding cereal. I'm finding some change. I found an old boot, a remote. I even found one of my cousins who came to visit a while back. We couldn't find him. All right, there he was underneath the fridge. It was crazy, all right? It was just one of those days, man. Some chapstick. It was crazy. Alright, I started thinking, man, when else would I have done this? Right? When else would I have, 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 have taken the time to pull the back off the refrigerator, clean out the compressor, clean out, you know, the uh, the condenser and clean out the fan. And when would I have done that? I probably wouldn't have, man. Because sometimes it takes a little bit of shaking, right? Sometimes when life starts to shake, all right, it starts to shake us up and gives us opportunity. But sometimes we don't see the opportunity. And here's here's what I believe, man. Sometimes when life starts to get shaken up, we have to decide whether we're gonna allow it to just shake us with it or we're gonna get up and blow out the refrigerator. All right, here's what I know, man. Right now, I don't know, wherever you're at in the whole world, we share a story. We share the same story right now, man. And things are getting shaken up all around us. They're getting, they're getting shaken up all around us, man. And, and here's, what I, here's what I know, man. We know the challenge, but can we see the opportunity? You see, we know the challenge is in front of us, man. I mean, it's not hard. Just turn on the news, go to the CDC, go to oh, World Health. Organization, go to Arizona Health and just check out our local, you know what I mean? And we know the challenge that we're faced with, but can we see the opportunity? And that's my question. I want to share with you, back in the day, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus planted his church, and there was this grand opening of the church, man, all right? There was this grand opening of the church, and um, he told them, he says, look, man, I don't want you guys to stay right here. He says, I want you guys to go out. I want you guys to go out. I want you to shake things up. I don't want you to stay right here in Jerusalem. You're going to go over here. You're going to go over here, and you're actually going to go around the world, and, and it's, like, it's like they agreed with it at first, right? Like, like they were all about it, man, at first. And, and it was funny, man, because um, nobody left. They all stayed right there. And it took some crazy circumstances. It took a Christian being killed for being a Christian before these guys realized we have to get up and start doing something. We have to spread this gospel. We have to take this good news around the world. In Acts chapter 1, it was, it was like this, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase some of this stuff and then kind of lead us through some of this stuff kind of quickly, but, but just stay with me, all right? And it says, in, you know, in Acts chapter 8, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8 verse 1, it says this, and there arose on that great day a persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea. And Samaria. Now I shared with you last Thursday night what that means. If you take that word "scattered," what it means—it has two different meanings, right? To take that mean—that meaning of that word, you can you can say it is scattered and disappeared. And that is what the enemy is trying to do with us right now, with the with 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 the, with the pestilence that's taking place, with this plague that's taking place, with this virus that's taking place, shutting down, you know, uh, you know, t- opportunities for the church to get together. All right, and the enemy is thinking he's winning, man. And and then he's thinking that if I could just scatter these people to where they just disappear, I won. But what took place here was a different kind of scattering. Because when this church was scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria and began to start being scattered across the planet... It was a different kind of scattering. It was this. It was this scattering of, of of planting. It's like it's like taking seeds and and then then scattering in a, in, a, in a field. You know, to, this is how they used to. They'd have a little bag right there, and they would take their seeds in a big field where they're going to have this. You know, their their garden or, or or their plantation or whatever, and they just they just scatter the seeds out, and then they would literally plant these seeds, and then they would grow, and they would bear fruit, and they would feed. And that's exactly what he's talking about right here. And down, if you go down to verse four, it says that now those who were scattered, they went about preaching the word. Those who were scattered, they went about preaching the word, man. It's like those like, like you right now, man, be sitting in your house right now watching this or watching this at work or wherever you're at, man, wherever they're quote unquote allowing you to be today. It's like you, man, being, being scattered to that place or being scattered to your neighbor's house or hanging out with your community group right now. Are you preaching the gospel? Everywhere you go, are you letting people know about the good news of Jesus Christ? That he is the greater reality, that this virus is not going to win. It's taking a toll, absolutely, we know this, and we need to be in prayer for those families that are suffering through this, man, but we also need to be in prayer to the greater reality that God himself is gonna put an end to this. But meanwhile, we're gonna take advantage, and we're going to seize the opportunity in planting seeds, sharing the gospel, No matter where we go amen that's a good place for an amen come on man i don't know which one you that's a good place for an amen all right amen there's like seven of us here man amen in it all right it's pretty awesome but there are hopefully thousands of you out there man which is amazing so praise the lord amen but you see this is the church and the question is are you are you the church you see, the church has always been this, this tripped out group of people, all right, who are not only born in adversity, but actually grow in adversity as well. That's us, man. That's, 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 that's our resume. Born in adversity, man, and, 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 and growing in adversity as well. And you're like, why? How? how? How are we doing this? Because we always seem to be the ones that are running to what everybody else is running from. Because we're filled but the power and the glory of God's Holy Spirit who's leading us, man, to, 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 to seek out the hurting, man, and, and, and to help those who can't help themselves, man, and to lift up one another and to connect across the world right now. He's calling us to do this. You know, time after time, the church has proven to express faith and give hope all right, when it, when, when, while it serves right in the middle of what everyone else would consider to be chaos. This is what the church does. And it didn't stop with the church and the Bible. People thought, you know, people say, well, that's, that's cool, man, we see that in the scriptures, and of course, that's why the way they did it because it was fresh and brand new. No, been doing it ever since. Been doing it ever since. I'm gonna kind of share a little bit of history with you. During the third century, There was an epidemic called the Plague of Cyprian and 5,000 people were dying a day in Rome. 5,000 a day. I don't know if you can imagine that, right? 5,000 people were, 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 were dying a day. And this guy Dionysius, all right, he was a Bishop of Alexandria. Here's what he wrote about the Christians. He says, most of our brother, most of our brother Christians showed unbounded love and loyalty Never sparing. This is in the year 250-something, all right? The third century. It says, most of our brother Christians showed unbounding love and loyalty, never sparing themselves, and thinking only of one, but, but thinking only of one another. Heedless of danger, they took charge of the sick, attending to their every need and ministering to them in Christ. Some actually got the disease while they were trying to help people who had the disease, but it were not for them. The disease would have gotten way more out of hand because nobody wanted to care for the sick. Nobody wanted to care for the elderly. Nobody wanted to care for those who were at risk. Later on, we, you probably heard of the Black Plague, the Black Death, the bubonic plague in the, in the 1300s. It started to just ravage all right, Europe and basically it's, it's estimated that like half of Europe died back then. All right, and then, and then it lasted a few years. But then, um, you know, it, it, it went away, but it, it, for over the next couple of centuries, it kept showing up, and it showed up one time in Wickenburg in the 1500s. And a, and, and, and a lot of people took off, man. They booked to get away from it. But Martin Luther, I don't know if you ever heard of Martin Luther, him and his wife who was pregnant at the time, Katharina, all right, they remained and they took care of the sick. And their charge was Matthew chapter 25. You know, he said this, we must respect the word of, of Christ. He said, I was sick and you didn't visit me. This is Martin Martin Luther's quote. He says, according to this passage, we're bound to each other in such a way that no one may forsake the other in his distress, but is obliged to assist and help him as he himself would like to be helped. This was taking place in the 1500s. Now, Martin Luther didn't like condemn any of the Christians that had to cut and run, had to take off and go, he just said, you do what you gotta do. As for us, here's what we gotta do. Cyprian, the Bishop of Carthage, back in the third century, here's what he said, and this is crazy because he's talking about how times like this, right? He's talking about how times like this can tell you a lot about yourself. Times like this can tell you a lot, all right, about yourself, he said, how suitable, how necessary is it that the plague, this pestilence, which seems horrible and is deadly and is horrible, searches out the justice of each and every one of us and examines the mind of the human race, whether the healthy who care for the sick or whether, whether the relatives of, of, of loving those of their family as they should or whether the doctors who don't desert, who don't desert their patients Glenn Shriver, he's basically, our, I can't say this guy's name, Scrivener. It's kind of a tripped out name. But anyways, he works for the Gospel Coalition, right? He works for the Gospel Coalition. He says this, these plagues, these epidemics, these pandemics, they, they search us as human beings. Come on, man. I, this, is, this is all of our story. Come on, man. They, they discover in us either the way of the flesh, which is self-preservation, or the way of the spirit, which is self-giving sacrifice, The third century plague found in the church a spirit-filled people willing to walk the way uh, of their master, Jesus Christ. What about you? What about you, man? What about this time right now? What about about now? Will you be the church? Are you going to be the church? It's time for us to step up. We have an opportunity right now in front of us to be the church, not only to one another, but to the community that surrounds us. We get a chance to prove that we know that God is the greater reality. God is the greater reality. We have the opportunity right now to prove that. Do you believe that? We prove it through one another. We prove it through community. We prove it through taking care of each other. We prove it through serving humanity in the love of Jesus Christ. That's how we prove it. We don't prove it, man. If we're hoarding, we're hoarding for the, for the glory of God to, 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 to bless the elderly, to bless those who are at risk right now, to bless other families. Are you the church? It's time to prove it. Do you want to be the church? What does that look like? Definitely looks like lifting up Jesus Christ. All right, Jesus Christ, your king. Your Lord, your Savior, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross? Do you believe that Jesus Christ, man, gave his life as a sacrifice for your sins and for my sins so that we can live with him forever? Do you believe that he was buried for three days? Do you believe that not only was he buried, but he dropped, kicked that stone out of the way, man, three days later and rose again? He is our King. He is our Lord. He is our God. Do you believe Jesus Christ is the greater reality? Own that. And then we, we become his ambassadors, especially, not only especially, all the time, even in times like this. I love the picture that is painted of the church right when it began in Acts chapter uh, 4. The church was already getting persecuted. They weren't being killed yet, but they were being arrested for being Christians. They were getting beat down for being Christians. But they yet, yet, they, they continued to be the church. And here's what he tells us. In Acts chapter four, verse 32, he says, now the full number of those who believed were of one heart. The full number. Dude, the full number. That is you. That is me. That is all of us across, across the world. That is every one of us. The full number of those who believed were of one heart. They were one mind and one heart. This is the full number of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul, and no one said that anything that they had belonged to them or was his own, but they had everything in common. We're like, man, that is just a dream world. No, man, this is a dream world. That is a dream that can come true because we can make it come true by the power of God's Holy Spirit and for the glory of the name of Jesus Christ. This is what the world is dying to see right now. This is what humanity is hungry for right now. To know that they are recognized, that they are loved by a love that can never be matched, that can't can't even be described. But they have to see it first. They have to see it in action. They have to see it in me. They have to see it in you. They have to see it in we. They have to see it in you with the people that are in your house right now, with your families, with your friends, whoever you're gathering with right now. They have to see it. This is what it looks like. And it says in verse 33, and with great power, check this out, man. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection. With great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. Here's what I know. When we're obedient and giving our testimony and recognizing that Jesus is the greater reality, man, there's no greater reality than Christ. When we recognize that when we own that, God precedes that with great power. He precedes that with great power. He's like, I don't know, man, right now, it looks crazy. It looks like this virus is just taking over. No, the virus does not get to take over. Nothing gets to take over. God is sovereign, all right? And, and And it's up to us, his church. All right, to, to come in and take over for the glory of God. He says right there when we bring the testimony of Jesus Christ, He walks into the room before we get in the room with great power. And while we're in the room and when we leave the room, we're followed by great grace, by great love, unmatched love. Oh, Amen. Are you hearing this, man? Are you even, are you even hearing this right now? Ah, are you listening? Are you just trying to listen. I get it. If you're just trying to hear this, man, I understand. All right, but this is us. We're here, man, today to show the world something different. To show something, show them something different, man. Show them something different. Show them that the God is truly alive. And he's not a fantasy. He's not a good feeling. He's not just a T-shirt or an earring, man. He, he, is, he is alive. And it's time for us to gather together. It's time for us to act. All right, he said right here, look at verse 34. There was no needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands and houses, they sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Everybody got together. And I'm going to share with you in a minute how we're doing this. But I got to ask you, man, are you ready to light that fire? Are you ready to fan that flame? Are you ready to be the church? that God has called us to be. Back in the year 2009, all right, when Pastor Ron actually had hair, it was pretty cool. He had pretty cool hair, I thought, anyways. um, God didn't have to use a pandemic to shake us up. Instead, he just spoke to us. He told us, he said he wanted us to make this bold move for his kingdom, to plant his church, to plant the church, his church. Not the only church, but to plant his church here. And now here, where you're at. Right? He put a vision in our heart, right? He put a vision in our hearts, one that would not settle for Sunday-only sacrifices. And I love, I told you, I mean, I preached this a while back. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, man, but about, oh, man, it was during the end of last year, I was actually, and maybe I shouldn't have preached this, but I, mean, I was like, what if, if God just all of a sudden just said, you know what, I'm not going to allow Sunday services? What would we do? <laughs> now we're finding out. Dang it. Next time I start preaching stuff like that, say, hey, hold it. <laughs> I don't think that was self-fulfilled prophecy, man, no. But I know back in 2009, he put a vision in our heart, man, that God was not satisfied with Sunday-only sacrifices and that, and that he didn't just want more. Here's this crazy. This is crazy. I don't know if you're ready. He didn't just want more. God didn't just want more from us. God doesn't just want more from you. He wanted it all. He wants it all. He doesn't want you to just give a little more, hang out a little bit more, look for a couple of more Christian friends. That's not what he wants, man. He wants everything. He wants all of you, every bit of you. And it was crazy because we were kind of, we were kind of in and out with this idea, this vision that God has given us to start. And then I was reading this book called Red Moon Rising. It's a great book by Pete Gregg, and it's, it's a pretty awesome book. And there was this poem or this writing or this vision that was called the vision that was in there and he used that little vision just to fan the flame man things were said just like this it said this it said the vision is jesus this is some of the things and i'm going to show this to you in a minute the vision is jesus obsessively dangerously undeniably jesus is is this your vision because it needs to be man you see bones i see an army all right, they, 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 this army of crazy men and women, man, who are free, yet they're slaves to the hurting and they're slaves to the dirty, they're slaves to the dying. This is an army that will lay down its life for the cause. A million times a day, its soldiers choose to lose that they might one day win that great, well done, oh, faithful sons and daughters. Jesus breathes out and we breathe in, Amen. These are cool words, man, all right? And it's crazy, but you know what? I'm going to show you. Let me just show you where this all came from. Check this out real quick, man. There's more to it, and you got to see this. Go ahead. Check it out.
1: So this guy comes up to me and says, what's the vision? What's the big idea? I open my mouth and words come out like this. The vision? The vision is Jesus. Obsessively, dangerously, undeniably, Jesus. The vision is an army of young people. You see bones, I see an army. And they are free from materialism. They laugh at 9 to 5 little prisons They could eat caviar on Monday and crust on Tuesday They wouldn't even notice They are mobile like the wind They belong to the nations, they need no passport People write their addresses in pencil And wonder at their strange existence They are free, yet they are slaves of the hurting And dirty and dying, what's the vision? The vision is holiness that hurts the eyes It makes children laugh and adults angry It gave up the game of minimum integrity long ago to reach for the stars It scorns the good and strains for the best It is dangerously pure Light flickers from every secret motive, every private conversation It loves people away from their suicide leaps, their Satan games This is an army that will lay down its life for the cause A million times a day its soldiers choose to lose that they might wonder they win the great well done of faithful sons and daughters. Such heroes are as radical on Monday morning as Sunday night. They do not need fame from names instead they grin quietly upwards and hear the crowds chanting again and again Come on! And this is the sound of the underground, the whisper of history in the making. Foundation shaking, revolutionaries dreaming once again Mystery is scheming in whispers, conspiracy is breathing This is the sound of the underground and the army is disciplined Young people who beat their bodies into submission Every soldier would take a bullet for his comrade at arms The tattoo on their back boasts for me to live is Christ And to die is gain, sacrifice fuels the fire of victory in their upward eyes Winners Martyrs, who can stop them? Can hormones hold them back? Can failure succeed? Can fear scare them? Or death kill them? And the generation prays like a dying man with groans beyond talking With warrior cries, sulphuric tears, and with great barrel loads of laughter Waiting, watching, 24, 7, 3, 6, Whatever it takes, they will give, breaking the rules Shaking mediocrity from its cozy little hide Laying down their rights and their precious little wrongs Laughing at labels, fasting essentials The advertisers cannot mould them, Hollywood cannot hold them Peer pressure is powerless to shake their resolve At late night parties before Rule cries They are incredibly cool, dangerously attractive inside And on the outside, they hardly care They wear clothes like costumes to communicate and sell But never to hide Would they surrender their image or their popularity They would lay down their very lives Swap seats with the man on death row Guilty as hell A throne from an electric chair With blood and sweat and many tears With sleepless nights and fruitless days pray as if it all depends on God and live as if it all depends on them their DNA chooses Jesus He breathes out and they breathe in their subconscious sings they had a blood transfusion with Jesus Their words make demons scream in shopping centers Don't you hear them coming? Herald the widows, summon the losers and the freaks here comes the frightened and the forgotten With fire in their eyes they walk tall and trees abroad Skyscrapers bow, mountains are the wharf, By these children of another dimension Their prayers summon the hounds of heaven And invoke the ancient dream of Eden And this vision will be It will come to pass It will come easily And it will come soon How do I know? Because this is the longing of creation itself The groaning of the Spirit The very dream of God My tomorrow is His today My distant hope is His 3D And my feeble whispered, faithless prayer Invokes a thunderous, resounding, low shaking Great Amen From countless angels From heroes of the faith From Christ Himself And He is the original dreamer, the ultimate winner, guaranteed.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you what, man. I don't know, but did any of you guys get up? Did you have to get up and walk around your house right now? All right? Don't feel crazy. Hey, if you have to do it right now, do it right now. Well, get up, walk around your house. If your wife or your husband says, what are you doing? Say, man, it just how are you sitting down? Let's do let this, this is happening. This is what's taking place. This is going on right now. Amen? This is the vision. This is what's happening. Sons and daughters of the Almighty, all right, taking their place in the world, standing up for the glory of Jesus Christ, who will not lie down, who will not back down, who will not sit down, but will stand up and fight, all right, for the glory of Christ. Amen? Amen. Come on, man. This is what we're talking about. And it's happening right now. It's happening right here. It's taking place right here, man. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. There are things going on. You're like, we can't even meet, man. Well, we are meeting. There are your meeting. Others are meeting, all right? It's happening. And we're gathering together, and we're, and we're creating teams, man. I love what Pastor Tor, he's already put together five teams, five teams already who are already out there and getting involved. And we're taking, we're taking our place tomorrow, all right, on the streets, whatever is needed. Team number one, food and distribution and preparation. Team number two is a delivery team of goods and services. Team number three is a miscellaneous support team, man. They're like, whatever, we don't care, we're gonna go, man. We'll just do it, all right. There's team number four is a pastoral team. There's a pastoral team just ready and ready to go where we need to go, to serve who we need to serve. There's a prayer team team number five all right people just out there ready to pray prayer warrior team man ready to stand by to pray with people to stand with them in prayer to pray for them all right to pray over them for the glory of god amen this is a big deal there are people already saying here i am send me all right because we're we ain't ain't gonna sit down we have to get involved it's time to be the church are you the church and we're starting off this week with two missions. Mission number one is this school system, Blue Ridge Unified School District. We're going to start being, getting involved and helping them out with a, with a food distribution, all right, for, to children who have assisted lunch or, or get the, get, have that assisted lunch, all right? We're going to get involved with them every day of the week, man, every weekday, handing out these lunches, preparing the food for these kids so they can have food. Mission number two is in Snowflake. This 3E's program, this food program, again, for kids, making sure that these kids are not missing out on these meals, man, because, you know, some of our families, man, we just depend on getting our kids to school that day so they can have that extra meal. We can't let them miss that meal, all right? And so that's what we're we're about. We're helping out with those things. Our re-center's taking off right now. I don't know if you recognize. You're like, wait a second. It looks like the re-center's closed. No, 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 no. There's some stuff that's taking place. It's all in preliminary stages, but I believe this week it's going to be involved, or should be by this week or not long after. You know, our our recent champion, (laughs) Pam Williams, man, she got a hold of the Navajo County Health Department and had them come down and they certified our kitchen because we told them we need a kitchen because we need to start preparing meals for people. They certified our kitchen, emergency certification. The kids are covered, all right? So what we're going to do is become part of this team that's taking care and help supplying food for the elderly and the at-risk people who can't get out of their house. We just installed a water distiller there. Why a water distiller? Because you know what? There are people who have like CPAPs machines, and they can't get distilled water right now at the store because everybody's buying it. So we're going to distill our own water, all right? And help these people get what they need. And it's not just for, for, for people with CPAP's machine, but people who have to have distilled water. You're going to be able to come to the Reece center, And we're going to set up times, man, and teams that are going to be there to help serve that. We're getting involved with hunger relief. We're getting involved with community feeding. United Food Bank. This is where the church should be, amen? Amen. All right, this is what we're doing. Right now, man, we've been just, you guys have been knocking out of the park. We've been collecting diapers and baby wipes because we have a lot of single moms who are hurting, man. We're just needing help. And we're collecting that right here at the church. The church ain't closed. You can't close the people. All right? That's that's where we're at. We're here. Now, we we know what we can do. And these are the things that we can do. We can be the church. But what are the things we're hoping for? What are we hoping to do? We're hoping to exhibit our faith, right? We're hoping to exhibit our faith, man. Exhibit our faith in a way that will eliminate fear. Exhibit faith in Jesus Christ, the greater reality, and eliminate fear. We're hoping to pray. Dude, we are hoping to pray this virus to death. All right? Let's pray this virus to death. That's, it's, it, that's our job. All right? And that's, and that's how we roll. Let's pray this virus to death. Let's let's be the church. Let's grow the church. Let's send the church for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So what I want you to do, man, I want you to be the church. Obviously. That's what we're talking about. Be the church. Don't isolate. You're like, I don't got nobody, man. You know what? There are a lot of somebodies who will be your body that you don't got. I don't got nobody you got. There's some somebodies here that would love to be with you and serve with you. And just to connect with you as a church. Get in community. And if you're in community, stay in community. Invite others in your community. Create new communities from your communities, your community groups. Open up your homes. Gather every Sunday, at least, man. Every Sunday, gather in your house. You would come here normally. Get together in your house. Open the door. Uh, invite, here's a crazy thing. Invite your neighbors. I know it sounds crazy, man, but we're just the people that do it. And... I challenge you. i challenge you this Thursday night. I want to challenge you again. Because you're like, okay, I'm in community. I'm in, blah. what else can I do? I want to challenge you to press a button. Press a button, man. You're like, what? Uh, maybe you weren't with us Thursday night. I want to challenge you to press a button. Why don't you to go to T-C, the church, T-C-A-Z U-S forward slash help. The church of Arizona, all right, T-C-A-Z dot us forward slash help. And you're gonna get a page that's gonna have three buttons on there. First button's gonna say, can help. The first button, right? anyway, there's a button that says can help, and there's a button that says need help. If you need help, man, click that button. Click that button, man. We're Right now we're, we're working through the week to try to make sure that those are all needed. We're trying to develop teams that can help on the weekends right now, um, and you know, we're, we're getting that done. But. Give us, a little, give us a little grace. But if you kick, click the can help button, it's gonna, it's gonna come in and we're gonna fill out a, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna let us know. We're gonna contact you. And we're gonna put you on one of these teams or else we're gonna create a new team. So there's a can help. There's a will help. And then there's the give button. The give button. Because like I said, man, you can't close the people. We can't shut down the people. The church is moving and grooving. It is, help, it is happening. Grooving. Did I just say grooving? moving and grooving it's moving and grooving all right then i just do this okay never mind pretend edit that out anyways all right so um click a button man press a button help need help give the support the help these things that we're going to be doing man they're not they're not free we're giving it away free What is costing us it's costing you our sacrifice for the glory of the kingdom is a great sacrifice, amen? It's awesome. Let's be about it. Let's be that church who says, you know, wait, wait, this is mine. No, we're not gonna say that. We're gonna be the church that says, no, what's mine is yours, and we're gonna help for the greater good. Amen. Amen. Kind of tripped out, man doing all this like this, but you know what? Praise the Lord. This is what he's after. What's it gonna take for you to be the church? What's missing? What's next? Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord God. In the mighty name of Christ. Father, can we just together just pray for all these churches? Your whole one church, and all these little parts and all these little expressions across the world. We're trying to move, Lord God, trying to bring you glory. I pray, Father, that you help them see the vision, Lord God, that you have for us today, that you have for us right now. And that, Father, that we just connect and there is just a web of your glory that just surrounds the world. It's going to stifle out, choke out this virus. And so many people are going to see the glory of Jesus Christ through your people and the love that we have for one another. I pray, Lord God, for these churches that are small, Lord God, that, that they would call their pastors and support their pastors, Lord God. That the pastors, Lord God, would be, be, be covered, Lord God, with just your grace and, and your Holy Spirit, that they would be able to minister to their people in their church, Lord God, that, that, and not be touched by this virus. I pray, Father, for all the men and women, Lord God, your church, your leaders, Lord God, the Father, that right now, Lord God, they're just wanting to own this for your glory, to own this position of your church. And I pray that you cover them, Lord God. I pray for these teams that are gonna be going out this week, Lord God, and the next week and the week to follow until you choke this thing out, Lord God, I pray, Father, for their protection and for their safety, that you would put bubbles around them, Lord God, of, of, just, of just health and well-being. I pray, Lord God, that you would empower us, Lord God, to bring you more glory, all of it, all the glory. Not just more of it, but all of it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.